Welcome to American Influencer Real Talk. I'm Christopher Krellen, CEO of the American Influencer Association. On today's show, we have Sophia Hutchins, the young entrepreneur of Lumisol Sunscreen. Sophia shares how she learned to take control and communicate her story effectively without being defined by the tabloids. Sophia also shares how her close friendship with Caitlyn Jenner inspired the groundbreaking concept of Lumisol. And now, here's our host, Josh Skinner. Hi, it's Josh Skinner, and welcome to a very special edition of American Influencer Real Talk. We have a very special guest. Her name is Sophia Hutchins. Sophia, welcome to our show. Oh, thank you, Josh. It's so good to be here. After all this time, I'm glad we finally got it to happen. I'm so excited. I know. I feel like I've known you for a long time already. So this interview is going to be very special because I am fascinated by you, your young age, things that you've already been able to accomplish, and how positive and influential you already are. So let me start at the beginning. You grew up in Seattle, and then a lot of people know that you uh, went to Pepperdine, and you graduated there, but they probably don't know that you were class president for three years. Tell me about that. Oh, gosh. Yes, that feels like a lifetime ago, but um, I was class president for two years, and then I was like a class senator for my first year. Um so I was in student government all three years. It was fun. I had a lot of fun. It was great to make friends and um, get to know everyone and really get to know the administration of the school. It was a great, great experience. Do you think that helped you like, prepare you for where you are right now as a CEO of a major company? You know, I think that what really prepared me for this um, was probably the way that I was raised. I grew up really quickly. Um my parents divorced when I was really young. And one thing academically that I think maybe groomed me, so to speak, for this role that I have now is um, my experience in high school. I was in debate in high school and um, really involved there. And I learned that confidence is everything and being able to communicate clearly and articulately and argue a point, whether you agree or disagree, is something that really helps everyone in whatever profession you're in, but communication as a leader is really important. And I think debate in high school really helped, and then definitely student government in college helped with that as well. I agree with you. Communication is literally everything. Without it, people assume, people's hearts are broken, uh, companies fall apart, relationships fall apart. It's all about being brave enough to take that step and to communicate properly. Do you have any tips? On communication? Yeah. Yes. I have been told by men, boyfriends, ex-boyfriends especially, (laughs) that I over-communicate. And I think in personal relationships, it's really important to know when you are communicating properly and, you know, how to communicate effectively in relationships. And it really goes beyond personal relationships. Every relationship at some level is personal, whether it's an employee or whether it's, you know, someone that you're dating or in a a romantic relationship with. And no matter what the situation, you just need to know how to communicate. And at the end of the day, we're all human. So communication is key. Um, Being open is key. Knowing how to communicate to different types of people And being sensitive to that is super important. You know, I work with a lot of different people at 
have different communication styles or prefer different communication styles. And I adapt to make it work for them. After you graduated from college, you kind of were thrusted in the tabloids for a quick second. And how did your communication skills help you when you were faced with uh, situations where that you didn't ask to be a, a part of? Yeah, like tabloids are terrible. Um, you really have no control over what tabloids write. Um, the best publicist in the world can't always shut something down in the tabloid. And they really dominated my life. They defined who I was through their lens. And, um, you know, it presented a lot of challenges in my personal life, my professional life. Um, and it was a very strange position. But I think, you know, after I was able to really break away from the constant tabloid gossip and drama and narrative, uh, I really was able to define my myself as an individual and define myself, you know, as uh, through through my story, through my words. And I didn't want it coming from a publicist. I didn't want it coming from anything. I wanted anyone but me. So I, I just took control of myself and I know how to communicate clearly and openly and honestly. And so that's what I've done. Um, now that I have um, my my own brand that I'm responsible for. Now, for those listeners that are going through a tough time and they're trying to figure out how to change their narrative, obviously they're not being thrusted in the public eye, but, you know, sometimes going to school or work or something, you know, it can be really hurtful. Any advice for them and how they can change their narrative and keep pushing through? You've got to take control of the situation. Um, for a long time, you know, the narrative of me dating Caitlyn Jenner, which was a total tabloid um, narrative, a tabloid-driven narrative, um, that entire time, neither of us spoke out because we said, fuck the world. We don't need to give an answer to the world. Like, that's ridiculous. Really, you know, Josh, in hindsight, we should have, or I should have, addressed it. I should have, you know, said, no, this is not what going on here's what's going on and so i did that finally after a couple a few years of dealing with that craziness i took control um and i did a profile in the new york times and just defined it i did a profile in forbes and the new york times just defining who i was which was you know starting a, a multi-million dollar venture-backed brand and managing a multi-million dollar uh, high-profile celebrity and I took control myself. No publicist, no handler. Just take control of the situation and say what you need to say. And that's, you know, my story. But I think people just need to take control and speak for themselves. Did you find that liberating and freeing or just annoying as hell that you even had to go that far? You know, I found it annoying mm. that I had to go there. But at the same time, it was very nice to do a feature in Forbes. Um, that really, you know, is an amazing, um, I'm not going to say amazing, but <laughs> it was nice to do a feature in Forbes or the New York Times where I was able to be honest and open about who I am, what I do, et cetera, and not have, you know, some weird tabloid speculating on what I'm doing or what I'm about. Yeah, because that is kind of weird and inappropriate if you really think about it. Here you are working on a skincare line to benefit all of humanity, and people are writing lies about your romantic life that aren't even true to distract from the good that you're doing. It totally did. I, I think it, you know, I have to be honest here. You know, obviously being in the media opens doors for people. 
Um, but it also closed, closes doors or it can close doors for people when the narrative isn't accurate and it portrays you in a light that you're not being, um, you know, portrayed properly in. Um, so I'm not going to say that it's the worst thing that's ever happened to me, but I've definitely learned from it and have learned that, you know, the most effective way to define yourself is to do just that, define yourself directly. You know, I want to dive into your company because it just fascinates me. Um, but before we do that, I just want to ask, is are there any other misconceptions about you that you would like to clear up um, right now for our listening audience? You know, I think people look at Instagram, people look at the tabloid, social media, whatever, and they don't see me. You know, one thing that's been fun about promoting my Lumisol is people get to hear me talk. People get to see my personality. People get to learn a little bit about me because undoubtedly in interviews, you know, the founder's story and journey and life comes up. Um, so it's been kind of fun to show my personality um, to the world. Nobody knows me, right, except my friends. I, it hasn't been documented on television or in anything uh, until now. So I really like opportunities like this where I do podcasts or interviews where I, you get to know me and, uh, obviously, uh, my brand. Well, let's start at the beginning. Why did you want to make uh, such a forward-thinking sunscreen? Yeah. When I was managing Caitlin, uh, we were at a dinner meeting and um, paparazzi on the way out. And Caitlin had just had surgery on her nose, removing skin cancer, and it was horribly invasive surgery. And they got the picture. They were going to publish it the next morning. And I said, you know what, before they publish it, let's do a PSA on your Instagram saying, wear your sunscreen. So a few days go by and we get hundreds and hundreds, no hundreds, we maybe get dozens and dozens of PR kits from different SDF brands. Um, and I said to Caitlin, I said, these suck. They're all the same. Boring. I said, I could make a way better SPF product and a way better SPF brand. And Caitlin said, yeah, you should go do that. And I said, yeah, I'm going to go do that. And so I did it. And um, I went to Silicon Valley um, and got some investors behind me. Um, and I brought in the right investors because of their network. You know, that's huge. You don't just want someone's money. You can find money anywhere, right, from investors. That's, that's the easy part. The hard part is finding the right investor that can really compliment you, that has the same vision as you, that believes in you as the founder, that believes in you as the CEO. You don't want just, you know, a couple million bucks from some random person that can't guide you in any way. So my investors have been incredible. We launched My Lumisol on May 1st, 2020. Um, and we've just been growing month over month. And it's been the most exciting, rewarding, humbling process. It's been so much fun. Tell me about the name. How did you come up with it? The name. Um, I was sitting around. Um, it's a really boring story. Sitting around <laughs> with some consultants. And I said, what about Luma? And we looked up Luma, like the trademark. It was already used in the category. And then some, I think somebody said, what about Sol? Like Sun, it was used in the category. So we combined the two. It wasn't that, it wasn't that glamorous of a story. Sitting around with consultants is never glamorous. <laughs> I love the name, though. Sophia, I love it. I know. I wish it was a sexier story to go with the sexy name. You know, it was a sexy environment, we'll say, you know, <laughs> it was the stars were aligning when you came up with it. Um, OK, so 
I'm from Hawaii. I, a lot of our listeners know that. I grew up in Hawaii. I love Hawaii more than anything in this world. I feel like the moment you get off that airplane, uh, any kind of bubble that you are you feel like you are in is gone. Um, but the sun in Hawaii is no joke. Like, no joke. And what I thought was so amazing about your product is that it's it's sensitive to the reefs. You can wear it in Hawaii. And there's actually laws of what sunscreens you can or can't wear because it has to be reef safe or reef compliant. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, definitely. So I think a really important part of this brand is that we're responsible. Mm. We have refillable packaging. There's no single-use plastics, which is huge in uh, our ocean. Um we are vegan, we are cruelty-free, and we're reef-safe. So for our product to be used in Hawaii that has some of the most stringent laws uh, in the United States on what can go into your SPF, uh, we, we wanted to comply with that, but we also wanted to comply with what's authorized internationally because, you know, as we expand and grow, we're going international. We're only going up from here, Josh. Mm. And I think Hawaii was really important to be compliant with um, they they actually passed the Senate bill. Um, I forget the number, but they had passed a bill in their state Senate um, outlawing a lot of different ingredients. And so we were very, very careful in our formulation process. Well, as a local from Hawaii, I just want to say thank you so much for keeping our, our islands safe because, you know, the last 30 years, uh, tourism and just, you know, us locals, we had no idea that sunscreen was doing so much damage to the underwater habitats. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. I love, you know, selling a product that's responsible on every level. Sophie, I find you so encouraging and inspirational. I'm just curious, if you are having a bad day, what do you do to help yourself through it? Yeah, I think that's a really important question for everyone, you know, but especially entrepreneurs. It's a really lonely, lonely life as a young founder of a company. And, you know, your life is your work. And so what I think is really important is that you surround yourself with people that are very positive and uplifting. So if I'm having a bad day, you know, I'm going to be around people that, that believe in me, that build me up. You know, yesterday, for instance, I was having a really tough time with this project I was working on. I called, you know, my best friend that works with me and I was just like, help me. I need to vent, you know, I don't need you on the project. I just need to vent to you. And he's like, you know, walking me through it. Like, okay, this is what you should do. Da, 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 da. And so I just think it's so important to have those people in your life as friends, as your romantic partner, uh, colleagues, uh, family, whatever it may be. I think that's super important to have in your life. How important is uh, sleep and self-care for you? And I only ask because you seem incredibly busy. How does that fit? I am busy. It's crazy doing like two careers at once, but I thrive on it. Okay. I thrive in fast-paced environments. Um, I think self-care for me looks like exercise. It looks like diet. I really love food, unfortunately. <laughs> and for me, eating healthy and working out is a huge part of my lifestyle. Um, and it really de-stresses me and keeps me feeling good from the inside out. Lastly, I want to end here. Did you feel responsible to be an influencer or was that just kind of thrusted upon you? You know, people say that I'm an influencer and I'm just like, wait, I am? I didn't know that. When I think of influencers, I think of 
Kim or I think of Kylie or, you know, that kind of person. And I realized that every person that has a platform needs to use it. Let's look at Black Lives Matter. You know, everybody that has a platform should be speaking out about racial injustice in this country. It's blatant, it's obvious, and it's staring us right in the face. And so as someone with a platform, no matter how big or small, you've got to use it. And you can use it to make yourself rich, like selling products. But what's really important and the responsibility that comes with that platform is speaking out on issues that matter. And, you know, I think that an influencer has an obligation to use that platform. Well said, Sophia. Well said. So all of our listeners and people listening out there, if you have a platform, it is your responsibility to use it. How will you influence? Sophia Hutchins, I am so impressed by your young age. Your company is incredible. I'm a fan, as you know. I uh, I use it. I love it. Um, again, if you want more information, go to mylumasol.com. If you want information on the gorgeous Sophia Hutchins, Sophia, where should we send them? Mylumasol, uh, and then my Instagram is... Uh... Sophia. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I hope we can collaborate more, Sophia, and figure out a way to have you at this year's American Influencer Awards. It'd be a blast to collaborate again. Yay, let's do it. Thank you so much, Josh. This was so much fun. Awesome. Well, you know I'm a big fan. And again, listeners, if you have a platform, how are you going to use it? Thanks for being an inspiration, babe. Thanks for listening to our conversation with Sophia Hutchins. You can keep up with our latest episode of our podcast by visiting us at AIAawards.com and by subscribing to our show on your favorite podcast platform. The American Influencer Real Talk is produced by Christopher Krellen, Bethany Krellen, Josh Skinner, and it's edited and produced by Michael Sykes. Original music composed by at Joshua Hendricks Music. And now here's our CMO, Bethany Krellen. Hey, it's Bethany Krellen. Thank you for listening to the American Influencer Real Talk. We hope you enjoyed. We are so passionate about all of you, our fans. We want you to be part of the AIA family. You can check out our beauty bundle, which supports our influencer community at AIAawards.com. Want to be a guest on the Real Talk? Send us a message on social. We can't wait to stay connected with you all and don't miss the next episode next week.